You're listening to ReachMD Radio, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Lifelong Learning, featuring thought leaders in the field of continuing medical education. Lifelong Learning is presented in cooperation with the Alliance for CME, the International Association of CME Professionals. Here's your host, Senior Vice President of Educational Strategy for Prova Education, Lawrence Sherman, FACME, CCMEP. We continue to see new technologies emerge, and the questions always arise about how best to incorporate them into continuing medical education. It is imperative for all involved in CME to consider how best to use these technologies to improve the learning experience and to ultimately result in improved patient care. Here to discuss new directions in the delivery of CME, including what technologies are being used to deliver education to practicing physicians, as well as using social media as a communications technique, are two guests who have special insights in the field. Dr. Joseph Kim is a physician technologist who actively blogs about advances in technology as they relate to the world of healthcare. He is also the Director of Medical Affairs and Technology at Medical Communications Media, Inc., a professional medical education company. Dr. Kim has an MD from the University of Arkansas College of Medicine and an MPH from the University of Massachusetts Amherst School of Public Health. Also with us is Dr. Brian McGowan. He is Director in the Medical Education Group Oncology at Pfizer, Inc., and is chairperson of the Alliance for CME's Committee on Emerging Education Technology. Dr. McGowan has a PhD in cardiovascular physiology from Temple University, where he worked on the heart transplant team. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Lawrence. You know, I think we can have a little bit of fun with this topic, guys. It's something that I know the three of us talk about on a regular basis, and I really want to delve into the issues here. So let's get started. When we think about where in the CME continuum new technologies should be considered, what do you typically think? What are your thoughts? Brian, why don't we start with you? Sure. I think one of the maybe first questions to answer is whether we're talking about CME, the credit hour collection process, or whether we're talking about CME, the kind of lifelong learning of a physician, the continuous medical education of a physician, because I think they're different, and the formality of the credit system maybe excludes some of the brand new technologies where it takes a few years for newer technologies to evolve in a way that allows them to meet the formal criteria of the CME credit system. So you almost look at it as an evolution rather than a revolution, so it's, they fit in as the time comes up. Sure. There's a lot of steps between a new technology emerging and early adopters picking it up before an organization like the AMA or the ACCME, the Accreditation Council for CME, are willing to bless them within their formal structure of credit hours, certification processes, and the like. Got it. And Joe, you know, as a physician and as an educator, what are your thoughts on this? Speak to it both as a learner and as an educator. Sure. I think Brian mentioned some excellent points So often, the newer technologies are what physicians are using when they need some information quickly or to stay current on the latest news. And when we only spend, say, 30 seconds or two minutes reading something, researching something, and learning about something, it really does not fall within the confines of how the ACCME has defined certified continuing medical education. But a lot of healthcare professionals are using the latest technologies really to communicate with one another, to share medical information, and to learn informally. And I think that we need to try to figure out how exactly that fits within the continuum of certified CME. 
But I think eventually we will get there. Right now, within the formal rules and guidelines and regulations, we have to structure things accordingly to be fair and, and also to make sure that everything is fair balanced. You have all the disclosures appropriately. But eventually, I think we will find a way where these new technologies are going to go beyond, say, the point of care, but rather it's really going to be a critical way that physicians are going to be learning and staying current on the latest information. Let's stay on this topic, but let's think a little bit outside the box. So I think both of you are thinking about the technologies as it comes to the direct delivery of the educational activities. Where do you see some of these technologies, and we can even start to dip our toe into the social media water, to see where do these new technologies and social media fit in along the overall continuum from activity design and development all the way through outcomes measurement? Sure, I'll start with that. I think that given that more and more healthcare professionals, you know, physicians, pharmacists, nurses, NPs, PAs, and other types of allied healthcare professionals, they're really getting more involved in using, for example, social media to communicate with one another as well as to communicate with patients. And that communication and that open line of communication, I believe, is leading to certain insights and pieces of information where they can talk about their educational needs, the challenges that they face when they treat patients. So even right there at the onset of doing a needs assessment and really identifying what the practice gaps are, social media and these novel forms of technology are allowing educators to really tap in and identify some of those things. And then throughout the education continuum, social media is being used to help physicians really just tell other people. It's, it's that word-of-mouth advertising and, to some degree, even some of the viral marketing campaigns. And it's helping to broaden the reach of these educational initiatives. And then finally, in terms of the outcomes piece, I think that's the portion where I don't think many of us have really figured out exactly where and how exactly we can tap into social media because a lot of physicians will participate in activity and they'll fill out the forms, they'll fill out the evaluations saying that, yeah, this was helpful for me in my practice. But then it doesn't really go beyond that and I don't think that we've seen a whole lot of physicians taking it beyond that, especially within the social media realm. And it's really my hope that as we look ahead into the future that that's going to be an area of of focus for us. Brian, what are your thoughts? And maybe you can pick up on what you were saying before about the credit collectors, the point collectors versus those focused on lifelong learning and where these new technologies may be able to help one of those groups or both. Sure. And, you know, it should be stated that my perspective is one within the grants office, right? So I'm able to look at hundreds and hundreds, sometimes thousands of independent medical education grants a year and get a sense of what the provider community is doing. Before that, I was on the provider side, so I have that sense of the struggles that a provider has implementing the best education for a physician and trying to figure out what the physicians want. I'm struck with some of the points that Joe made, maybe paints a very rosy picture about how these technologies are being used. I think we've seen a couple recent data sets suggesting that the use of social media by physicians, and I would clearly put Dr. Kim and myself as pretty early adopters, and Lawrence, you clearly are, but it looks like across the broader scope of medicine, at best, three or four percent of physicians are engaging in social media or other new technologies, other microblogging, blogging technologies as content generators. 
three or four percent of the medical community is engaging in that professionally. And so I think we should set that groundwork. These are the early days, the top of the first inning, so to speak, of these technologies. Now, that gives us a unique opportunity to explore the value of these new technologies in the lifelong learning of physicians. And one of the things that Joe and I, I think, are going to have the opportunity to engage in over the coming months is to explore what a research agenda of social media and new technologies in continuing medical education looks like. So if I could paint this with broad strokes, are new technologies simply being used as a way to promote education in a formal sense? Are new technologies being used as the evolution of a physician's personal learning plan where they ask questions and look for answers, seek out the solutions to their problems in near real time, wouldn't that be a wonderful evolution of these new technologies? Or in a formal learning environment, can social media and these new technologies be used to redefine the classroom setting? So the time and effort that takes a physician out of practice to go to a national meeting where so often we hear the benefit of the meeting is the hallway conversation, is it possible that these new technologies are just going to make the hallway conversation the meat and not the garnish on the learning environment? Is there a way that these new technologies are redefining the way physicians will learn? Again, it's the top of the first inning, so I'm not really sure how this all will play out. You know, those are some great points, and we're going to pick up on that in a second. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Lifelong Learning on ReachMD Radio, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Lawrence Sherman, and joining me to discuss new directions in the delivery of CME is Dr. Brian McGowan, Director of Medical Education Group Oncology at Pfizer, Inc., and Dr. Joseph Kim, Director of Medical Affairs and Technology at Medical Communications Media, Inc., Joe, to pick up on what Brian was just saying, I wonder if the new technologies will help us to redefine the classroom setting because in all forms of education, adult education and education of children, we see the incorporation of technology clearly. But where do you see it going? And let me ask you a question because I wonder, what do you think the last huge technological innovation was that was adopted and taken into CME? I'm going to answer the second question in a little bit, but first I just want to sort of paint the picture that there are online forums where physicians are engaged in discussing, say, medical cases. You know, they'll paint and they'll share a story that saying that they saw this patient who has XYZ disorder and they're kind of stuck. It's a, it's a medical conundrum or a mystery. And so they'll share this and within a matter of, in some cases, a couple of minutes or a few hours, they have responses from a number of subspecialists and other experts throughout the country. This kind of thing is already happening. As Brian mentioned, though, it is a small group of physicians who are engaged in this type of social networking. And I think for those small group of physicians, they're recognizing that there is tremendous value in what they can do because by posting something on the Internet and posting it within a closed community where they know that it's going to be seen and answered by other colleagues, they know that the information they're going to receive is from their experts, their colleague experts. Now, one thing that they have to keep in mind is that whenever experts share their opinions, it's not always fair balance, not always evidence-based. It may be anecdotal. It may be just someone's opinion. 
And so a lot of that information, that transparency, is lacking in the world of social media, and that's something that I think physicians often forget about. But I think for those who have tasted the value of what they can learn and how they can learn it and the amount of time that it would take for them to learn, I think for them, they recognize that this is something that they can tap into on a regular basis and really benefit from it. So as Brian mentioned, those hallway conversations, you build a network of certain experts within your field and within other fields, and you know that you can ask them questions very informally, a curbside consult, if you will, and get almost immediate instant responses and information and even links to the evidence and, and to some recent studies and so forth. That kind of interaction, that kind of encounter, I think, is very, very valuable. In terms of the second question and and the latest innovations, I think it's really twofold. It's really, on the first level, there are the innovations that are occurring with technology on the hardware level. We've seen advances in smartphones and now Slate devices like the Apple iPad, and these devices are just becoming more and more powerful. And it's allowing people, physicians especially, to communicate when they're in the hospital, when they're at home, when they're out at a restaurant, and communicate information as well as just the amount of content that they can, that can go through these mobile devices is tremendous. So in and of itself, with technology and hardware revolution, we're seeing a tremendous breakthrough in terms of what can be communicated. And I believe the next stage of that is going to be things like video conferencing and so forth. And it's allowing physicians not only to learn, but also to find the information that they need. I think the second innovation is really it's more of a software innovation, but not in a specific software application, but really just what in terms of what's happening with information searching mechanisms that are out there. And I think as that becomes more refined, as the Internet gets filled with medical information, both good and bad, accurate and inaccurate, up-to-date and outdated, we have to have a better way of searching through that information and really finding the pertinent pieces of information that we need. So I believe those are really some of the driving factors and the forces that are going to change the way that physicians learn in the future. I'd like to thank my guests, Dr. Joseph Kim, Director of Medical Affairs and Technology at Medical Communications Media, and Dr. Brian McGowan, Director of Medical Education Group Oncology at Pfizer, Inc. Doctors McGowan and Kim, thanks for spending time with us this week on Lifelong Learning. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Lawrence. You've been listening to Lifelong Learning on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals, featuring thought leaders in the field of continuing medical education. Lifelong Learning is presented in cooperation with the Alliance for CME, the International Association of CME Professionals, and is hosted by Lawrence Sherman.